Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. This is episode 301 of the podcast, and today's show is all about posture, staying injury-free, and it's for those of you that work at a desk. This is something that I have not talked about before on the podcast. I'm pretty excited about it, especially since I do most of my work at a desk. I'm going to kind of explain how I do this method that I'm going to talk about called the 4S Method. Uh, something, a name that I coined, but ideas that I have borrowed and combined about how to stay injury free, how to help your posture stay good, and how to remain athletic and healthy and fit, even if you work in a suboptimal type of environment. Uh, thank you for joining me for another episode. It's past 300. This is 301, I do believe. And it's pretty exciting stuff. I appreciate you all joining me. Hey, if you guys have any questions you want answered on the podcast, all you got to do is go to Instagram, go to StoltzFit, S-T-O-L-Z-F-I-T. I always put that in the description of the podcast so you can see how it's spelled out. My last name is a little odd. Shoot me a question through the direct message and I will get back to you. I will answer it on the podcast most likely or respond to you directly if it's more of a personal question. Uh, anything goes. I like getting your questions, your feedback, and hearing your stories. That's one of the best parts about this podcast and one of my favorite reasons um one of my favorite outcomes of the podcast and one of the reasons why I keep going even when it's discouraging or time consuming or um not convenient. Uh I do it because I really enjoy hearing the feedback, the stories, the questions and helping you guys out any way I can. For now, I'm helping you guys out that work at desks. So let's get started with that episode, the 4S method for staying injury-free, healthy, and fit if you work a desk job. Welcome to the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. Keep listening for some awesome advice on health, motivation, and becoming a better version of yourself. Be sure to tune in every week for Motivation Monday, Workout Wednesday, and Foodie Friday. Behind the mic today, your host, a strength and conditioning coach, husband, and businessman, Jordan Stoles. All right, back with another episode. This is 301 of the podcast. In today's show, I wanted to talk a little bit about desk jobs because uh, over the last year and a half, I've kind of transitioned from very active duties in my job and career over to something more desk-based. And I do move around a good amount at my job, especially compared to some people. Uh, I, I do think I have a relatively active job doing video work now. Most of my time is spent editing videos or filming videos. And with that being my job, along with doing uh, podcasts and collaborating and you know doing meetings with a smaller company, there is some emailing and computer work involved. So I'm back and forth a lot. I do get to move around a bit. And I do have it pretty good compared to you guys that work at your desk all day, right? You never get up. Uh, but I do experience some of the things, especially with this transition, right? It's all relative. Comparing how I feel now to how I felt then, uh, it's kind of interesting. And I do experience some of the things that, that could be a result of of sitting too much and being at a desk and having your hands forward in front of you, right? Because our previous positions were, for one, a student, right? Pretty active, except for your class sitting time. But you're getting up and moving around every hour or so. Um, 
And then of course, a personal trainer, which is moving around, moving weights around, standing with clients, all that stuff, even working at a gym and being able to clean all the time. Uh, and then, you know, an actual strength coach is essentially the same thing as a personal trainer, standing with athletes, moving weights around, setting up equipment. It's just on a bigger scale. Uh, so that's what I did at the university when I worked there. So a lot of my job, um, I even had a teaching job in there and was teaching a class, which was standing up, right, and teaching the class. From there, moving to a more sedentary lifestyle, or at least a sedentary job where I'm sitting more often has led me to see some of the the negative outcomes of it. And those would be aches and pains, right? Not a lot. I'm still pretty young. I actually am pretty active, even with the desk job. Uh, and like I said, my job is kind of active sometimes, but you know, some aches and pains that I didn't experience before, like wrist pain or something like some low back tightness, right? Things like that. Things that you experience from sitting too much and even noticing it in the gym performance wise, right? Like a squat, not feeling quite as powerful from the glutes, right? Maybe it, it's, you have a harder time activating certain muscle groups. Uh, maybe you become more forward dominant, right? So you, it's easier to press, but harder to activate your back pulling. That all comes from sitting, in my opinion, too much. Um, I noticed that a little bit here and there. What I really noticed more so is uh, this not related to the topic of this podcast, but I've noticed that uh, my energy requirements have gone down a good amount, and it's not age because I'm only a year and a half older than it was before but my energy requirements have gone down a little bit of what i need to eat to maintain my weight it's down probably a couple hundred calories just because i move around less right i do stay active on the weekends walk my dogs every day go to the gym a few times a week um but it does not make up for the lifestyle the lifestyle is actually everything when it comes to intake but that's a topic for another time. This episode is about posture and fitness, right? Because we all know the detriments of sitting too much. You've experienced aches, pains. You've had bad performance in the gym before. You've done all these things that I am talking about, or you've experienced these. So I come up with a method called the 4S method that I want to share with you guys today listening to the podcast, that if you sit a lot, if you're a student, you sit in class all the time, maybe you work at a desk, maybe you drive, right? You're in the... the truck or a car or a tractor for a lot of the day these things will help you you can still do them uh, and it will help you this is even something you can do even if that's not your normal lifestyle so I would apply the 4s method to something like a road trip I would apply it to something like uh, flying traveling or even something like church right where you're sitting a lot right if you're sitting for two hours in a row for a church service or something, you might need to implement some of these strategies in this 4S method. Uh, so I'm going to share with you, use it as you will, and we'll get down to the first S. All right, so the first S is going to be strengthen. And what I mean by that is when you sit a lot, you're going to have to pay extra attention to strengthen your posterior chain because it is very true that you are able to it's almost like your body clicks off some muscles, right? It it really becomes lazy with certain muscles being activated at certain times and staying that way. So you're going to notice a few more aches and pains, and that's probably coming from a lack of strength or activation in certain areas, primarily the posterior chain. So if you think about you sitting in an office chair, your legs are out in front of you, right? Your hips are flexed at about 90 degrees. Uh, and then 
maybe a little more than 90 degrees, right? They're maybe hanging down a little bit. And then your arms are forward, your, your, your shoulders are flexed, so they're forward. Uh, that would be shoulder flexion. And your arms are out in front of you, so your whole body is forward and your head might even be forward a little bit looking at the computer screen, right? That is a typical posture for someone sitting, typing on a keyboard. Uh, and because of that, you are going to those, okay, what that means, let me get down to say this a different way. What that means is that your muscles on your front of your body are shortened, right? Because everything is flexed that way. If you flex your bicep right now, you can see the muscles short. If you extend your arm, your bicep becomes long, right? It's lengthened. So your bicep is shortened if, if in a flex the same way your hips are shortened, your the front of your neck, your scalenes are shortened, your pecs, uh, and all those areas in the front of your body. Your the, the, the back of your body is not activated because it's not pulling anything back, right? You're going forward. Uh, it's just like when you flex your bicep, your tricep is it's it's lengthened right so it doesn't really need to contract so you do lose a little bit of activation and strength and you will notice this more over time uh this is kind of what i meant by having trouble in the squat for example so normally i pretty glute dominant i feel uh, the squats pretty well in my glutes but having more trouble with that actually having to activate and strengthen and isolate my glutes a lot more just because i think i'm sitting more often right and that adds up a lot so i recommend strengthening your back muscles and by back muscles i mean i mean all of your back muscles so you know from you the back of your shoulders your rear delts all the way down to your hamstrings uh strengthen those areas make them active so activate your glutes activate your lats your upper back your rear delts strengthen them and focus on that type of training i would recommend that you pull more than you push that you balance out your training that way. It doesn't have to be a two to one ratio, but the closer to that, the better, that you're pulling a lot more than you're pushing because we are always forward. This is for posture and health, by the way, not a maximum bench press or strength numbers because obviously you're gonna wanna push a lot if that's your goal. So that's the first one, it's strengthen, and it goes beyond just postural strengthening, right? It's not just activating muscles on the back of your body. It's not just strengthening weak areas it's becoming stronger as a whole because I do believe you can counteract a lot of the sitting. I think the sitting is the new smoking conversation is a little extreme to be honest. And I think that you can actually counter some of the effects of sitting just by following a good strength training program, becoming a stronger individual and just becoming more of an athlete, right? Because I think, you know, even if you sit for eight hours a day, if you are building your deadlift up from 135 pounds to 405 pounds, you're going to be in a way healthier, balanced fit. Uh, your glutes are going to be more activated. Your hamstrings are going to be stronger, right? All these things are going to happen because of that. And it's really easy to counteract that sitting just with some strength training. So keep that in mind. Don't overthink it. Just strengthen your whole body. Focus a little bit more on the pulling than the pushing. And, uh, you know, consciously make an effort to correct some of those areas that are lengthened throughout the day. The second S stands for stretch. And just like I just talked about with the 
bicep example, right? Your muscles being shortened because they're shortened all the time. They are going to end up chronically tight. That is going to be how it's going to end up. And I've noticed this, that I've been struggling a little bit here and there with some neck pain. And when I have neck pain, it's almost always because of tight pecs. And it's just an example of how the body is all interconnected. It's all a chain and you need to make sure that there is no weak links. Right, so for me, it's the pecs. I have a lot of trouble with that. It's also the hip flexors, and I'm actually really from as far back as I can remember, ever since I started working on mobility, I can remember being tight in the hips and the pecs. So it's almost like a chronic thing for my life. Uh, so I have to always stretch, and most people probably do just because of how life is lived, right? A lot of it's in front of you, a lot of it is sitting. A lot of it is stuff like that that's going to end up shortening you in those areas. So definitely stretch your hip flexors, which is in the front of your hip. Uh, if you look at your quad, right? Actually, stretch stretch your quad too. So going up from your knee, that front of your thigh, that's your quad muscle. Stretch that. Uh, you can look for couch stretch online. That's a great one. Uh, probably one of my favorites to stretch both the hip flexor and the quad all in one. Uh, and then also you could look up hip flexor stretch and that's going to be a good one to do as well. Pec stretches are pretty easy to do. Uh, they're, they're pretty much just putting your arm against a door frame and twisting away from that arm a little bit. You can look up pec stretch, uh, door frame on Google and see that one pretty easily. I recommend doing all of those and maybe even a few more to make sure that you're mobile and stretched out and not shortened all the time in those positions even better would be some kind of soft tissue work. So I'm actually a big fan of it if it's applied specifically to a problem area. I'm not a fan of global soft tissue work where you're just rolling around on a foam roller for 10 minutes, but I am a fan of targeted soft tissue work. So taking a ball, maybe you take a softball and you're smashing your hip flexor with it. Big fan of that if it's paired with some stretching, maybe some band work and some isolation work uh, for the posterior chain back of the legs that was all really great and that's a really good strategy for getting a little bit better uh, in those positions so you just corrected a lot of the muscular problems right you strengthen what needs to be strengthened and you stretch what needs to be stretched so what's next and the third thing is going to be stand and this should be an obvious one right if we're talking about desk work standing desks are becoming ever more popular i have one at my place of work and I need to use it more. I really, you know, it's tempting to want to sit down, especially if it's an adjustable standing desk. It's tempting to want to sit down a lot more, especially if you're in a flow state and you are really pounding away on the work, right? If I'm editing a video, sometimes I don't really want to stand, but sometimes you just got to force yourself to do it. If you can stand more than you sit in the day, you're good, right? So maybe you want to time it out and stand for 45 minutes, sit for 15. Maybe it's something less specific, like just trying to stand a lot throughout the day. That's okay too. Maybe you stand all day. That's awesome. Maybe it's something more like, um, maybe it's something more like you can sit for certain times of the day, right? Like maybe after lunch, like maybe you can do, uh, maybe you can do one o'clock to three o'clock as your sitting time and otherwise you have to stand. Those are all good methods. I'm just throwing out examples. For me, it's really more of a vague understanding of it where I'm just saying, I'm just going to try to stand more than I sit today and try to fight that urge to sit down unless I absolutely have to. Because if you work in an office, 
odds are you're going to have to sit at some point, right? You're going to go to meetings and have to sit in the conference room. You're going to drive to work, drive back. That's mandatory sitting. So try to stand as much as you can on your personal desk. That's going to help just get you in a better position, uh, prevent at least part of that forward position, right? Because at least your, your hips aren't flexed, even though your shoulders are. Uh, at least your hips aren't and you're taking care of the lower body that way and preventing a lot of these problems from happening. So what have we done so far? We have fixed some problems, some muscular problems with the stretching and the strengthening. And then we've also tried to prevent more from happening with more standing than sitting. The last one is going to be short break. And that's the last S is taking short breaks here and there. So if you do have to sit, especially and even if you stand, I recommend taking little short breaks here and there. They don't have to be smoke breaks, right? 10-minute breaks. It doesn't have to be something crazy like that. But I do recommend some kind of short break from your work. So don't become too stationary. Um, you can just walk around the building, right? Go to the bathroom and back. Um, go get a drink of water, right? Instead of keeping water at your desk, make yourself go all the way to the drinking fountain. Uh, or the water cooler, or whatever you guys have. Uh, that's a good option. You could, if you have stairs, just go down the stairs and up the stairs once. Maybe it's as simple as just standing up in your cubicle or your office or wherever else you work and just doing 10, 20 squats in a row. That's going to work too. I like to bring a band with me and do pull-aparts, but I, I know not everyone can do that without getting stared at i happen to work in a fitness company so that's kind of easy to do uh but there you go those are the four s's so you got really important things here you need to stretch you need to strengthen you need to take short breaks and you just stand more than you're sitting those things will help you be more fit and healthy keep better posture stay stronger and last longer in the gym and stay more bulletproof if you work in an office because the truth be told an office type job a desk job is not optimal for human performance and it's not optimal for it's not supporting best what you do in the gym right the best supporting type of job for what you do in the gym would of course be no job because then you can eat sleep train eat sleep train but the next best thing would probably be something that's lightly active where you're walking around a lot because you're able to recover and you're able to get a lot of blood flow and stay mobile and stay healthy and stay standing and uh, you know you're able to increase your energy requirements all of that can help so but if you are like most Americans and you have a job where you sit most of the day these four things can help you uh, and hopefully hopefully that does help you hopefully it's something you can actually apply this is a big one that requires you to take action. I've been struggling with it the last year and a half of actually taking action on this because it is easy to fall into the lazy trap and just wanting to get your work done and not worrying about your fitness and not standing up and not stretching and not strengthening and not taking breaks. Just get your work done, right? Separate to I my, my mission is to try to get your fitness into your job, into your life so it's something you think about and do all the time consciously and then you don't have to make up for it uh, later with either hospital bills, physical therapy, chiropractic, all those treatments we want to prevent, right? I'm in the prevention business. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that show. That's 301, the 4S method. Let me know if you enjoyed the show by reviewing the podcast on iTunes or messaging me at Stoltz Fit on Instagram with your question. 
that's it for today, guys. I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Triple F Podcast. Please leave a five-star iTunes review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Tune in next time for more great tips on fitness, food, and freedom.